Well, hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus, and uh, well, here we are, it's NRL finals. And you know, you might be a little surprised to hear from me because obviously, Supercoach uh, has finished for the year, and um, you know, I've finished up my podcast for Supercoach. But look, you know, I'm going to be doing BBL as well. I do a bit of a Rick and Morty podcast as well, and you know, I'm a big NRL fan, and so I thought I'd do a little bit of a a wrap of sort of the final series um, in NRL, actual NRL, um, and you know, I don't know, you might want to enjoy it on the way to work in your car or something, or um, you know, whatever. I just thought I'd record it because it's interesting to me, um, and you know, I had a couple of requests to just record my thoughts on on um, you know the finals. So here we go, um, a big week in um, you know round one of the finals uh, for NRL 2021. Um, look, I think the round went probably mostly as we expected probably for the betting people um you know but with one big surprise i guess because um you know obviously we know that south's got over the top of um the panthers um you know at the start of the year a lot of people thought that um you know south was a real premiership threat um but once you lost the trail um and just with you know troops back and the momentum um penrith panthers you thought were just going to cruise through um, but look, you know, I haven't been overly impressed with what I've seen from the Panthers, particularly in, um, you know, since Nathan Cleary's come back, you know, I thought he's been improved to them, but he's not as dynamic as he has been. And I thought, um, I haven't really thought they looked like they were going to challenge Melbourne to me. I was probably saying a lot of that on my Supercoach podcast towards the end of the year anyway as well. But um, look, for you guys out there that are supporting, you know, the the teams that have been eliminated in the Knights and the Titans, um, you know, that'll be really disappointing, I guess, because both of the games are in the in the balance, and we'll discuss some of the things that occurred in those games, um, but we'll go through the results to start off the show. Um, in the first game of the round, the Storm gave an absolute whooping to the Manly Sea Eagles, and basically, you know. The Melbourne Storm have got one hand on the trophy already. Um, and you've got to ask yourself questions whether anyone can unseat them from that trophy. Because, um, you know, they were probably the favourites for the title to begin with. And the way the draw has landed um, and, and what they did to the Sea Eagles. I mean, I actually kind of thought the Eagles would, the Sea Eagles would get up for this game. And really, I thought it could have been like a 20 to 18 type thing. But. Um, you know, the Storm, they're like a final specialist team and, and they, um, you know, they, they do finals in a way that no other team sort of does for mine. Um, there was, you can see this week, you know, one of the big themes of, of the round, I think, was experienced teams who, you know, know how to play finals, like the Roosters and the, and the Melbourne Storm, um, you know, what they got away with in the ruck and stuff, but they're just, um, you know, they, they, they're final specialists. They know how to go into these games and unsettle and to nullify other teams. Um, and it's no surprise, you know, that they have advanced through in, in the first week of finals. Um, yep, so you got the, the Roosters got over the top of the Titans, um, was a bit of controversy, you know, um, in, in the game, I guess, to, uh, a couple of things, you know, you had that, uh, field goal there by um, Walker. Um, look, you know it actually states in the rules that you can't. I mean, it's not it's not bloody American football. What's with this big lineup in, you know, in front of the the marker blocking, you know, um, the challenges on the kicks. You know, it's actually in the NRL rules. We'll cover that later. But um, you know, that's a point that went through, and you know, seasons are decided on these sort of um, 
you know, calls. So why is it not? In my view, based on the rule as it stands, it should be a penalty. You know, it should have been a penalty Titans. Um, but look, the long and short of it is that the Titans had the chance to win the game. The Titans should be, um, the Titans should be into next week. They should be playing the Seagulls um, because it was an absolute bomb of an and a half uh, out of old mate there for the Titans. Um, I feel really sorry for him. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> Patrick Herbert. Yeah, look, you know, um, when you when you bring in a first grader, they need to ice those moments, you know, and, and, and that people are going to be like, oh, cut him, cut him some slack, and you hope that he doesn't get all that nonsense that people get online, you know, for muffing a game, because I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose, but it was completely selfish play, two open players, um, you got the guy who's the leading tackle breaker in the NRL this year, and an absolute behemoth, and you got a, you got two unmarked players on the outside, and one of them is, is Fafita, um, it was just to watch it you had to like blink and 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 try to make sense of what what he'd done and obviously caught the big spray there off um Corey thompson but look the titans should be in the um into the next week week two of the finals um i think that field goal number one it should have been a penalty to the titans you can't make it's in the rules you can't do that and you know they they it's been increasing in the nrl you know as the years gone on this year um, we saw a few of them actually in this round, but, but that one to decide, a, you know, a point that when a game's hanging in the balance, I don't know. And and I'll I've got the quote from the actual NRL rules um, as they stand, the legal rules of the NRL, um, and you know I think that that should have been a penalty rather than um, a point to the old um, Roosters. So well, hang on, I might as well just read it. Um, the wall. This is a, as according to the NRL rules. If two or more players form a wall side-by-side side next to the play of the ball and don't allow the opportunity for a defending player to move directly towards uh, the player in possession, the referee will penalise for obstruction. So, you know, that to me is cut and dry. Um, are they doing it? Um, look, they haven't been blowing the whistle on it, and that's just a, a failure by the NRL and the referees, you know, and I just think you've got to have the balls to make the call. I mean, in that last game, um, you know, they gave a penalty try there to the Eels to wrap it up for the Eels versus the Knights. And, you know, it was could have gone either way. I mean, you saw that one the other night. I personally thought Radley was a, a penalty try just as much as that one was. You know, Radley was easily going to score that. Um, but Radley's is not, uh, you know, it's not a um, penalty try, but today's one was. Um, look, some of the, you get, you're making the calls or you're not making the calls, but, um, I, you know, I, I, I would love to see, it's just becoming out of control. There's a line of four or five players standing to the side of the ruck. <laughs> it's a, it's a bad look and I want to see it penalized. I, you, you, you penalize it five times and it'll stop. It's as simple as that. Um, but anyway, commiserations to the Titans. I thought they were the better team on the day. Uh, Rabbitohs got over the top of the Panthers. It was the big upset, I guess, of the round. Um, you know, the, the Rabbitohs, I think the questions over the Rabbitohs were, um, do they have the, the, the forward pack that's going to sort of challenge for the title, I guess? But, um, you know, have they got the grunt, you know, to fight against the, the likes of Panthers um, and Storm? Um, and look, they absolutely dominated the Panthers pack. And, and um, you know, Latrell you know, out was a big, big out, but I think um, that Blake Taff had a great game and we'll, um, I'll be going into, you know, 
my sort of deli M's, my, my positive deli M's and my negative deli M's of the of the games. Um, and Blake Taff will find his way in there to my uh, deli M points for positive. Um, I thought he had a good game considering the pressure that he was under. And um, look, you know, the Rabbitohs get through um, to week two of the finals. And, um, you know, what what's happened in the draw now? Because we're all expecting, you know, it's probably going to be a Panthers storm final and we'll give a few other teams um, a chance. But look, it's not going to be a Storm Panthers final. That's the that's the facts of life, um, and the advantage I guess over you know I think that Manly and Rabbitohs and stuff they they're going to be feeling really confident now that they can get themselves at least to a grand final, and you know on their day if they work on what they've learnt from Melbourne, um, you know you could give them a light chance at best against you know the Melbourne Storm in the who I cannot see being stopped to go um, to the grand final I know a lot of Penrith fans will disagree with me on that but um, and the Eels uh, they just got over the top there against the Knights uh, in in the last game um, it was in the balance for a while but look I think you know for mine I thought the Eels were the better team on the day they got the chocolates 28 to 20 so um, next week we're going to have the Sea Eagles up against the Roosters uh, and we're going to have the Eels up against the Panthers. Uh, should be a good week too, I think, of the, the NRL final series. Um, but we'll go through my talking points, you know, of the round. Um, just some things that, that I jotted down as the round was underway, um, you know, of my thoughts. Um, look, the first thing I wrote is Melbourne, can they be beaten? Um you know, and, and that's a real question. I think that they are looking very ominous. Um, who do I think is the best chance? Um, I think probably Penrith, you know, in the pre, in the, you know, in the prelim, I think Penrith will win next week. And I think, um, you know, they're the best chance to probably upset them and maybe go into the grand final. If Melbourne get over the top of Penrith, I, I just can't see Melbourne being stopped. Um, we covered the wall for field goals. I don't agree with it. Um, look, the finals draw has really opened up now. And, you know, it's it happens at times, you know, where you've just got this poor old Parramatta. You know, if you want to get to the, the grand final, you've got to get over the top of um, Penrith and, and Melbourne Storm, which I really, you know, I would not expect at all. I don't even think they're going to get past next week. Um, look, we discussed briefly there the, the penalty try in the Eels game. I thought Radley's was a penalty try, just quietly. Um, look, um, I did say the experience of the Roosters and the Melbourne Storm, but look, didn't we introduce um, the six again to, to cut out the rubbish and the slowdown in the ruck? Because what I saw in game one and two, the Melbourne Storm, it was, oh, mate, it was just out of control the length of time they were holding down in the tackle, um, just the nonsense that you see in every single tackle. They slowed them down, and they look. It's it's props to Melbourne Storm. They're the experts at doing it. Um, they absolutely suffocated Manly, and and they had no chance to do anything about it. Um, but you know what? We needed the, the we needed the ref to do something. I mean, is the six again in there to cut down that in in the ruck because it was going on for the whole game in the ruck. And there was a fair bit of it from the Roosters as well. So call the six again. Call the six again because we're going to have a final series where Melbourne just wins it easily. They're already most likely, even if you did keep the ruck sped up, um, they're going to win the premiership most likely. But what I saw in that game, no chances, no team's going to have a chance. 
No team will have a chance against the Melbourne Storm if you're going to allow all the hold down and slow down of the ruck. Because in game one and two, the ref lost control of the game, in my view, um, for the flow of the game and the speed of the game. You know, the Panthers versus um, the Rabbitohs, there was less of that. And the game moved faster for me. I thought it was a more interesting watch, just quietly. But um, look, I think if the for the rest of the final series, I mean, you want it to be viewable, you know, or, or the other teams should just start doing it themselves. I saw that um, Jake Travojevic started doing a little bit of it, and he was getting penalised for it in that game. Um, and that look, you know, you got a bit of a mention in there, probably a little bit of um, sour grapes there from, what's his name, coach? Um what did he say? Yeah, Holbrook. It seems that whenever you go up against the big sides, you don't get the calls. And, you know, it's probably a little bit conspiracy theory, maybe a little bit of, you know, bad sport. No, you know, it's a tough loss and you're a bit sad about that. But, you know, there is a little bit of truth in that. And, um, you know, you've got Bennett and Cleary arguing in there for influencing the refs or whatever. But you... You feel like they're letting Melbourne, you know, they let them get away with way too much in the ruck. They, they don't let other teams, you know, I know Melbourne was getting away with a lot more than Manly was when, because I could see that Manly was starting to try to do the same thing. Just, you know, slow down the ruck and, and get themselves back into the grind of, of the game. Uh, and they were getting penalised. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to watch to see how the rest of the, you, you know, you get it, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get some pretty, easy win <laughs> premiership for the Melbourne Storm if you don't if they don't start to call six agains on some of that um look we've got some issues for suspensions Verrill's there with that shoulder um look he's going to cop a week for it um I would have been happy if he got a sin bit on the night you know he broke his nose and he did you know it was sort of I, I would have been happy with that and I it sucks that he's going to miss a week and and the Roosters are going to lose another player and um yeah it's a week for for Verrill's um look kick our Mate, I swear I saw him do a hip drop, and he he just gets a fine. He's like a protected species. I know maybe the NRL just says it's a better comp if Kickow's in it, but far out does he skate on some some stuff? Crushes, hip drops. I can't believe it. I thought he would be up for a hip drop. I mean, they've they think those are pretty serious, and you know, if Josh Maguire did it, you know, who what what are you gonna get? What are you gonna get? You know. Um, look, it looked like TKO with the medial or, you know, physio said lower leg. Um, you'd have to think that he's some doubt for next week um, because he's had some injury troubles, you know. Um, uh, looks like Victor Adley is going to be okay, they say, uh, which is really important because he, he had a ripping game. Um Look, what else have I got in here? Um, oh, Walker, uh, Sam Walker or uh, Reese Walsh for the Rookie of the Year. Um, I think they're two good names in there for Rookie of the Year, personally. I would give it to Sam Walker, pers- personally, if it was my choice. Um, I think if Reese Walsh had got a full year uh, under his belt, maybe he could have been considered for the top gong. Um, I'm giving it to Sam Walker because he came to grade... Um, in a really pivotal position for the whole year, um, had some ama- some amazing games, and look, you know, the Roosters are still in the comp, aren't they? You know, and, and Sam Walker has a big part to play in that. I think, um, you know, maybe a full season with Reese Walsh and, and the the Warriors might have had a chance at the uh, eight, and and I think he had a pretty a good year. You know, I think he was a, a great addition to um, the Warriors. 
Um, he did have his quiet games and stuff in there as well, but I think they were two worthy uh, finalists. Just Sam Walker for mine. Um, yeah, Suncorp for the grand final. I think that's the right choice, isn't it? I mean, you know, you can get 50000 in at Suncorp and... You know, Suncorp's one the kind of ground that even if um, it's too, if it was Melbourne Storm, you know, versus uh, the Chooks, it'll you'll it'll be full. You know, doesn't matter what combination you get in there, um, it's going to be full, and and it's going to have some atmosphere, and it's a great watch, and it'll be a good spectacle. So, um, yep, I'm all for it. Um, look, we'll do the wraps of the games, and I'll give my. Ado's Deli M's are the the good and bad, um, and I'll give you my little overview. As I was watching the game, I sort of just jotted down what my my th- my overarching thoughts of the game was. Um, so Melbourne versus Manly, I've said um, the go forward and ruthless ruthlessness uh, in the ruck from Melbourne uh, over the no fire in the forwards, no extra effort, and um, no way to hide their inexperience. Uh, Manly Sea Eagles. Um, Look, they are ruthless, and the ruck, you know, they do that. They hold down in the ruck. They slow them down. They frustrate teams, and look, they did frustrate um, the Manly Seagulls, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, I saw good old Rob Sutherland on on the Twitter going, oh, you know, if it was Teddy or, you know, I don't know what other name he said, another fullback, you know, he'd be copying all the insults for such a quiet game. Well... I don't think too many fullbacks actually get the blame when their forward pack gets absolutely rolled. Um, fullbacks can only do what they do really when they're getting some you know, go forward off their forwards, and same with halfbacks. And um, you know, Tommy Copter, <laughs> he didn't get a chance in that game at all. Look, I think he had a quiet game, and mainly, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't give him an opportunity to succeed, and nor did he. He looked like he was a little bit low, you know, on on the extra efforts that you normally see from Tommy Turbo. Um, that's just what I wrote down in the live in the moment, and I was just seeing the ruthlessness of um, Melbourne. Do I think that Manly? Yeah, I think Manly have got another gear in them. I think they were off. I think it was you know Melbourne made them off, but I, I still think that Manly can hopefully learn from that. I mean, they, they did better in the first game a while back against Melbourne, but um, that was my overarching, you know, view of, of, of the game. I gave my three points in Ado's Deli M's for the finals to Ryan Pappenhausen. Paps is back in a half, isn't he? Like, he was so dynamic in that game. Um, and, you know, just a little super coach thought. I think he's an absolute must-have next year. Um, at the price that he's at, he's, he's going to be undervalued. But look, Paps gets my three points. He got one line break, two tries, five goals. Uh, he got a two-point field goal and he forced a drop out. Um, my little note that I wrote next to Paps was that he was fast and present. Um, and he he organizes fantastically their defensive line. So Paps got my three. I thought he was the man of the match in that game. Uh, followed closely by Munster, who gets my two um my two points in Ado's Deli M's, uh, the Mad Dog, he, he's a big game player, you know, and I think in these final series, you need your big your big names to stand up, and he, he he stood up, you know, he had 15 runs, he got two line break assists, two try assists, two tackle breaks, he got, you know, those one-on-one steals, he got a one-on-one steal in there, um, and my note that I wrote about Munster, he was so busy, and he was definitely up for it, and I think when you, you can see those games in, in the early minutes when Munster's you know, in the mood, um, and I'm sure that scares oppositions. He gets the two points for me. Um, great game. One point is going to go to Christian Welsh. Um, 
hasn't he come on as a front rower in this competition? He's had a great year. Um, and, you know, in a game like that, I sort of thought Melbourne's pack would get over the top of them. Um, and I just didn't expect how great, you know, Welsh was. I just kept noticing how awesome he was on field. Uh, one try for the big fella, a line break, 16 runs, two tackle breaks. One of the things that is really surprising to me about um, Welsh, his play the ball speed is 3.57 seconds, and that is quite quick for a front rower. Um, and he looked to me like the best forward on the ground. Um, so he gets a point. Um, great game, you know, and Pappenhausen, Munster, Welsh, that's, they, had, they had ripping games and Melbourne got the job done. Uh, over the other side, um, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be all on the other side, but they are in this game because Manly were pretty awful. Um, the three, the minus three points goes to um, Harper. Uh, he had a, a night to forget and, you know, sorry, kid, but you look, you know, you get a second chance to redeem yourself in this competition, um, you know, and but he had a, he had an absolute shocker and a lot of mistakes that led to Melbourne just trouncing over the top of them. Um, Harper, he got one tackle break, he got four missed tackles, three errors, and he got, he lost the ball in a one-on-one. Um, I've just put as a note for him just the errors, too many errors, um, and he totally got outplayed. You know, he just wasn't up to the challenge. Um, for me, and just in those integral moments in the game, he, he made those errors. Uh, look, DCE gets the two points for me. Um, like we say about Munster, Mad Dog, he's a he's a big game player. Um, you know, DCE didn't stand up in this game. I know, I know, I know. He didn't get the platform from his forwards. Um, but DCE's got one try assist from a kick in this game, three missed tackles, one error. There was not much else. No line break assist, no line break, no try assist, nothing. Um, he was missing, you know, and you, there was no go forward, yes. But, I mean, you look at the statistics there from, from DCE and he's a million-dollar player. It wasn't a million-dollar performance. Um, he needs his forwards, yes, to stand up uh, and get him a platform to play with. Um, but in that game, um, to me, he was just... Some of the decision-making and stuff was just terrible. Um, and those negative statistics there, um, he gets the two points for me. Um, my one point, my negative one point goes to Marty Tapao. Um, you know, you're up against a really hefty pack. You know that when you go up against Melbourne. And Marty um, is the, the forward leader at Manly. Um you know, he's had uh, eight runs for 76 metres, you know, and in a in a final going up against, you know, the minor premiers and trying to sort of rattle them, um, is that rattle, rattle them kind of figures? I think the DCE and Four and, and Turbo suffered because the Manly Pack just didn't um, stand up to the, you know, the contest, you know, the physical battle. Um, you know, he had three tackle breaks for Marnie, but he got two missed tackles. Um, and just, that's no go forward. Eight runs for 76 uh, metres. So he gets my point. Um, yeah, Melbourne just kick on, don't they? I don't think it's the end of Manly. I hope that they can just, you know, I mean, they need to get forward. Their pack needs to fire up for the tough stuff, uh, you know, next week. And, and you've got to get bring Tommy into the game. You know, like you got nothing to lose now. So just, I think Manly... Um, you know, I think they're too good a team to not learn from it, hopefully. 
Uh, in the next game, the Roosters versus the Gold Coast, had a bit to say about that. Um, look, uh, here's my overarching note that I wrote about that game. A pretty great watch. So I was enjoying the game. I enjoyed watching it uh, as an elimination final. Um, the Titans were the better team, I think, on the day. And the Roosters got away with too much in the in the ruck. Yeah, with the ru- and got the rub of the green. Um, you know... Good old Nick Politis, you know, he, he, the Roosters, you know, get looked after a little bit. Um, and I think that they probably just got the rub of the green in that game, uh, I think. And like I said, that wall for the field goal, I would have penalised, um, you know. And, but look, you know, the, the Titans are going to walk away saying we lost it for ourselves, a la Patrick Herbert and his hoggery. <laughs> instead of passing to two open people. Well, it's more like three open people when you got Fafita because no one can tackle him one-on-one. You need at least two people in there. Um, yeah, so it was it was a good watch and it was a good elimination final. Um, you know, it was you know, just tough, tough um, loss, I reckon, for the Titans. I think they would have felt like they should have gone through. And look, you know, the Roosters have had a really great year considering all of their, you know, the troubles that they face with... Uh, troops out and injuries and all sorts um i don't know if i feel happy that the roosters go through but maybe of all the years that i do it'll be this year um they kind of half deserve to keep kicking on in the competition but whew, it was one one for the books you know for the titans they could have really got over the into the next week of the finals you know scraped into the eight and then they should have been in there for next week a real one that they dropped um uh, my three points in the Dally M's, my winner of the Dally M's was Teddy. What a year Teddy's had, you know, like, um, that's, I think that you can see the champions of our game while, why they're held in such high regard. And you kind of, you got these talented other players like your Pongas and, and, and you alike, you know, maybe even Turbo, but Turbo's done it in Origin, but you know, your Munsters and your Teddies have done it on the biggest stage of all, including Origin in grand finals and in finals. They've carried themselves to, you know, to, to great games, you know, and their teams to, to great wins. Um, Teddy gets my three points, and I think he's just had a, you know, there's, you can only, I mean, he he is such a wonderful player, such a wonderful, wonderful player. Uh, one try, 22 runs for 184 meters, a line break, a line break assist, one try assist, five tackle breaks, three offloads. The busyness of Teddy is, you know, you look at these other players and you say, oh, they had a quiet game. Teddy never has a quiet game. You know, his quiet game is, you know, like f- five tackle breaks and a try assist. And, you know, like he just, or he's, the level between his best and his worst is just you know, so close, you know, he, he doesn't have, you know, shockers and, and he gets the three points. What a game. I thought he was in everything. Um, that's, that's all I wrote next to him when I was watching the game star. He is a star. Um, the two points for me, my little Dally M's from that game, uh, is Victor Adley. Um, I thought Victor the inflictor, that's what, what I wrote as my note too. He said he hundred percent inflicted, <laughs> uh, Radley. He, he had a wow of a game 20, you know, he's only just come back this week as well. Uh, he had 21 runs for 138 meters, which is great. One line break assist, one try assist, two tackle breaks, one offload and 49 tackles. What a game. Uh, you know, the combination between, um, Victor and Teddy, makes the roosters you know 
I thought the the Titans played better than the Roosters, but on their day, if everything goes right, when you've got Radley and and Tedesco and their combination, you you can give the Roosters a chance. You know, like they have got quality in their team, and Victor, you know, like Murray, Victor, Yo. There's some great 13s in the game, you know, and Victor, I guess, you know, he's a bit of a, you know, a suspension risk, but mate, I'd almost take him ahead of the others. I just, he's such a great watch as a player um, to, to watch on the field and, and he gets a two points for me. Um, look, this might be a little controversial, but I give one point to Tino Fasua Malawi from the losing team. Um when I suggested this to someone in my, who, who one of the people that asked me to do this podcast <laughs> through the NRL finals, they absolutely hammered me for saying Tino. They were like, mate, Butterfingers, he dropped, he made 40 errors. Look, he made three errors. Okay. And I'm not denying that he made three errors, but he gets a point for me for the good stuff um, that you saw from Tino in that game. And I thought that Tino, <clears throat> Tino was near the best player in their team, uh, if not the best. Um, and Tino, Tino is just, if if everyone played with Tino's effort, or even 75% of his effort, um, the Titans would be a force to be reckoned with. I wrote Warrior next to his name while I watched him. Um, 16 runs for 144 meters. He got a try, five tackle breaks. His play of the ball speed was three, 3.11 seconds, um, which is bloody amazing, really. we uh, I was, you know, praising the old Welsh with 3.57, but he, he gets up and he plays the ball fast and he made 33 tackles. Um, you know, I think it's a, a warrior-type effort from Tino. He never gives up. He's always in everything. Like, he's going up to try to put the hit on. You know, he's he's making runs galore out there. You know, tackle-breaking, which is not normally his go as well, but um, it was a ripping effort from Big Tino and, you know, what well, with the effort that he puts in, he's bound to make an error or two. But, um, yeah, he gets my point. And I just thought he was, uh, he's wholehearted and he gave it everything he got. Probably an honourable mention to Cam, uh, Pre- no, not Preston, um, Jaden Campbell as well. I thought he had a ripping game too. And he, statistically, he was solid out there as well. Someone who's only played a few um, first grade games, he was bloody amazing. Um, the negatives. Now, I don't know if this is controversial as well, but... Um, David Fafita gets my three point negative three points in the Dally M's. Um, you got a player in there for 1.2 million. Let's have a look at his stats. Nine runs for 80 meters. So you got Tino 16 runs for 144. No Tino starts, but um, so David Fafita nine runs for 80 meters, five tackle breaks. He's got a player the ball speed of 4.24 seconds. You know, a whole second and a half nearly behind. Tino for speed, so he's just lumbering up and playing the ball. 23 tackles, he's missed three of them, um, and he's got an error as well. So people are like, oh, yeah, but, I mean, David Fafita's scored tries galore this year, and he was amazing. Look, David can run over the top of, you know, little small 5.8s and stuff out there and score a bunch of tries, you know. Is it worth $1.25 million? If I took the five tackle breaks out of there and you saw somebody who was getting paid $1.25 million, and then they were second rower and they got nine runs for 80 metres, they'll play the ball speed was four seconds, 0.24. They had 23 tackles with three misses and an error. Would you say they had a wow of a game? You know, I thought that he wasn't even the best second rower in the Titans team. I thought Bo Firma was way better. So, 
You know, like, I think that you look at Fafita this year and it was a bit of rocks and diamonds, yes, but my question to you is all these 1.25 or $1.1 million players, how many of them have you seen benched for as many games and have uh, as many shockers uh, in their first year of their million-dollar contract? You know, like, I know that Lolo hasn't had the greatest year in the world this year, but, you know, for, for every other year, I think Lolo... You know, the, the Cowboys have been lucky to have him. He's, he's in the black, you know. Um, in year one, I think that the Titans are in the red. They didn't get value for money out of David Fafita. And on the biggest stage, you know, this was such a tight game that went down to the wire. But if you'd have got, you know, 15 runs from David, and if you'd have got, um, you know, a second quicker in the play of the ball, maybe 10 more tackles, you know, or whatever. I know he's not out there to tackle, but just the energy, you know, you, you, the energy that you need from a million-dollar player, you know, to set the standard. Um, in the biggest game, when it was elimination, I don't think he stood up. Like he gets a minus three for me. You take those five tackle breaks out of there, and it's, it's some smelly old reading. I wrote the word sleepy next to <laughs> for feeder. He just was – he's too lethargic out there. I know he had the rib, you know, but <laughs> – it was sleepy. Um, look, I've given minus two to Peachy. Um, someone thought that Peachy had a good game who I was talking to. But look, it's just the statistics, you know, that he does have. I mean, remember, he's been picked in the six, you know, and you've got an organizing sort of half in Fogarty. So these are Peachy's figures. Seven runs uh, he had. He got one try assist, which is great. Um, 13 tackles. Uh, four of them are missed. Uh, he got one penalty and one sin bin. You know, so there's a lot of negative um, in, uh, you know, in in uh, Peachy's game. He did get one try assist, which is, you know, that's a positive, um, you know, in it. But it's like, um, it's weird watching Peachy. He looks like he's really busy out there, but he's busy doing not a lot at all, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and, you know, seven runs. You know, no no line break assists, no tro- you know, no um, line breaks, you know, no tackle breaks. You know, it's just a bit boring. And I, I just wrote down my thoughts, not quite enough. You know, not for a six in an elimination final. And, um, you know, he gets a two for me because, you know, that bin, even though I don't agree with the bin personally, but, you know, it's just a penalty, four missed tackles, a bin, you know... <laughs> Seven runs, you know, it's just not quite enough for mine. And there it is, that's that game, my negatives. Uh, oh, hang on, I've got my minus one, haven't I? Um, look, it was kind of, you know, there was a few people that were level. You know, I guess I'll give them a half a point each. Um, Tupanua, for me, you know, he sort of mimicked um, Fafita. You know, it was a bit of a sleepy old performance. Um, you know, you look at his stats in there. He's had um, eight runs for 59 metres, Tupanua. One tra- tackle break. His play of the ball speed was 4.4 seconds. 25 tackles with five missed. I mean, you take off his tackle break. It's eight runs for 59 metres. A slow play of the ball. 25 tackles with five missed. You know, and I saw from the nrl.com a write-up on where they gave you know the player ratings and i couldn't disagree with it more um they said they gave tupanura a seven <laughs> seven out of ten they said couldn't grasp a lachlan lamb pass i didn't even mention that in my negatives yeah mate with the line right in front of him um but he was at his threatening best throughout the contest 
despite limited carries. Seven. Seven out of ten for Tupanua. Eight runs for 59 metres. And a slow play of the ball. Mate, he was asleep out there. And look, in this game, they up against the Titans, you know, but they're not going to be up against the Titans every week. And um, those are the kind of, you know, the five missed tackles and the no, you know, he's obviously running in flat-footed um, against the... Um, you know, against the Seagulls, I don't think it's going to fly just quietly. Um, and look, I'll give a, a half a point to him and a, and a half a point to Kieran, who, you know, he missed six tackles in there. And, and you know, he, he was on fire the other week, but <laughs> a few weeks ago, but he had a, he had a bit of a horror, um, horrible game out there. Um, missed a lot of tackles and a, and a lot of important tackles, I think. And, and there was a lot of other negative stuff in his games. Well, you can have a half a point. Um, but look, you know, um, Melbourne Storm convincing, the Roosters not as convincing at all. Um, and, you know, but like I said, they're a very good team, the Roosters, and they're going to come up against uh, a Melbourne, a Manly next week at the end of a loss. So, you know, there's one winning team against a team that lost, then um, it'll be interesting. I think that that Verrill's loss, who, is it going to be Marshke? Is he going to come in, in into the nine? Um, that's probably... You know, that really puts him up against it, I think. I don't think Verrills is a fantastic player, just quietly. But I think he, he's, he's got a good pass on him, you know. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I didn't think there was a lot in, in that tackle. I think it was probably a 10 in the bin, probably suffice. You know, he's got probably has no prize or anything. You know, can they get it downgraded? It just seems a lot to miss a week, you know, for me, just quietly. I don't know. I just That's how I feel. Um, all right, on to the next game, South versus Penrith. Bit of an upset, you know. Um, you know, people had a lot of questions about South and their forward pack, and can they get it done without Latrell? Um, they did. And they got it done pretty convincingly for, for mine, despite the scoreline. Um, what were my overarching... Um, what did I write down in the game? Um, I wrote, South forwards stood up and they got over the top of the Panthers pack, uh, they, which nullified Cleary, Luai, Appy and Burton. Which I think is true, um, and I and I wrote, oh yeah, A Ray Cook Walker, the experience won it on the day. Penrith, uh, there was no swag there today, and that that was what I wrote as my overarching view of the game. I think that's probably pretty accurate with how it went. Um, you know that side of the draw, it's 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 a doozy. <laughs> you know, like it's it's you know the. I don't. I don't say it's all over for Penrith. I think if they go out and absolutely smash Penrith next week, which I expect they will, is that they're playing Penrith, aren't they? I think they'll go out and smash Penrith. Yeah, they're they're playing the Eels. Yeah, they'll smash the Eels, and if they can get some confidence and get some of their swag back from that, um, I give them a loose chance to upset and rattle Melbourne. But um, they're going to be up against it. They're going to be up against it. Um, good game it was a good game to watch you know and south's really stood up my three points for the game uh in ado's uh daily m's i went to adam reynolds i thought he had an absolute bloody uh wonderful game you know um there's you know a lot of said about cleary and how great his kicking game is and look you know he can kick a team to death absolutely but we can't forget good old a ray you know, he's got an absolutely wonderful kicking game. He's a great goal kicker. He's a great, you know, 40-20 exponent. He puts up those great bombs as well. His little cross-field kicks are great. 
Um, you know, he had 17 kicks for 602 metres in this game. He kicked them to, to a win, in my view. And one of the things that we don't often see from Adam Reynolds, he had 16 runs, you know, and that was wonderful. He, he, his running game meant that he, he, it, he, that the passing game was better because of the running. He had one line break assist, two tackle breaks, one offload, uh, 14 tackles, and I actually put it as a tick. He only missed two tackles. Um, the 17 kicks for 602 meters uh, was was the clincher for me, and he and he had a forced dropout as well. Um, the kicking, the organization, um, and you know he just they they can go to the back. They had a good play. Uh, platform from their forwards um and Adam Reynolds his maturity just got him uh got him home in my view he gets the three points uh, I'm giving the two points to Tom Burgess <laughs> big Tom in 41 minutes Tom went out and oh sorry I said captain's knock was what I wrote next to a Ray. uh Tom Burgess 21 runs for 212 meters off the bench um, he got 80 meters in post-contact meters. That's like Tupanua's whole game, just in post-contact. Um, two tackle breaks. He's played the ball speed for a big, big man, 3.3 seconds. Amazing. Um, he had 16 tackles and none missed. I mean, it was some sort of game from Tom Burgess. And the platform that the Rabbitohs got from Tom Burgess and big Mark Nichols and... Um, you know, Totola, and that it was amazing. And they stood up, and they really went into to battle and got over the top of them. And 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 you know, that's basically what um, got them the platform to win the game. I said that George, sorry, Tom Burgess was possessed. It was like he was possessed out there. He had a great game. One point, um, I could have gone to Cody Walker, who you know got four tackle breaks, a line break. You know, he got eight. He made eighteen tackles, none none a miss. Um, Arrow had a great game too off the bench um, and gets an honourable mention but I've given it to Blake Taff um, a rookie who's only played a handful of games uh, filling in some massive shoes for Luttrell uh, and up against probably you know um, the most dominant boot <laughs> in the game you know for if you're an opposing fullback you know facing up against Cleary would be something that's daunting um, but Taff had 18 runs for 113 metres. He got two line break assists. He got a try assist, two tackle breaks, and he didn't miss any tackles. Um, the notes that I wrote next to him was brave and busy. Um, I think the stats look good. Um, I think that, you know, I probably expected that he would do a lot worse, if you know what I mean. And he didn't. He, he had a solid, really solid fullback game. I think once... Um, they got the platform out there, and once everyone, you know, the Earl of Rabbitohs players knew the Taff was fine. He's fine. Even though he dropped that ball, he didn't lose his confidence, um, and, you know, they could play their game. You know, I thought Cook was good um, as well, but I'll give that one point to Taff. Um, my negative Deli M's. Minus three goes to Jared, uh, oh, sorry, James Fisher-Harris. Um, he's their forward leader, and look, you know, if if we're looking at it, he, he's often mentioned um, in the old. It's he could be the best front rower in the game, you know, type chat. Um, nine runs for seventy nine meters from your premier prop in the game, or or at least the premier prop in your in your Penrith pack is just nowhere near it, and. You know, you got Georgie off the bench for 21 runs at 212 metres, but you got your forward leader for the Panthers, nine runs for 79 metres, which is pretty, 
underwhelming. You know, it's David Fafita, nine runs for 80 metres. Then you've got your JFH in there, nine runs for 79. Look, he's made 32 tackles. They had to do a fair bit of defending, but he's missed five tackles from your front rower, Lido. He's got an error, and he was the one that lost it in a one-on-one strip as well. Um... I just put that he was grounded. You know, the big the big dog. And look, I think JFH has had a great, great year. I think he deserves the compliments that he's had. I think he's been a good leader in that pack. Um, but those are not leadership stats. He looked to me to be grounded by, you know, the the they were really up for it, the, the South team. And um, those statistics are just, you know, oh, I'll refer back to the old NRL.com ratings, the player ratings. Um, solid performance to finish with 91 meters and 33 tackles after taking time to work his way into the contest six it was not a solid performance it was a terrible performance it was terrible from a forward leader um, and your big dog in your pack um, it's a five or four and a half maybe four I think and it just wasn't enough and I tell you what you're going to need 18 runs for 150 metres from JFH next week, maybe 15. You're going to need no mist. You're going to need no you know, one-on-one strip. He needs more like Tom Burgess figures next week. You know, That's what we need from JFH. Minus three for me. Um, and who's writing these bloody ratings for NRL.com? Solid performance, was it? Nine runs for, for 79 metres. Whoa. That's a huge performance. <laughs> Mate, honestly... Um, the minus two goes to um, Cleary for me. You know, I guess it's probably a little harsh in a way. I could have given it to Charlie Staines, you know, but what a team means, or what a player means to a team, Cleary gets my minus two. Um, 12 runs for Cleary for 76 metres. Um, he's got zero line breaks. He's got zero line break assists. He's got no try assists. 13 tackles with two missed. Uh, a penalty for a, well, a ruck infringement. Or six again. Um, look, I just wrote the notes that he was limited and frustrated. Look, it's not his fault, I think, because of how much they got dominated. Um, if you look at the statistics for the other forwards in the Penrith pack, I mean, Yo was okay, um, but there wasn't much else from from the from the rest of them. Um, so you know, clearly gets the minus two. You know. Cometh the hour, cometh the man, and um, I don't think he was given the opportunity to be the man in this game, just personally, um, but he gets a minus two, because that was just one hell of a pooey game, it was poo. Um, the one minus one goes to Appy for me, um, look, it seems a little harsh when I look at it, because uh, Appy made 52 tackles, you know, he missed three, um, but he tackled his ass off, you know, but oh, you got these... I don't want Appy in there to tackle 50 tackles. You know, I know he did do it, and it's great if he, he can do it, but Appy's one of those creative, you know, dummy halves. You know, he, he he's not a tackle bot. You know, you want him to create, um, and, you know, you've got him in there with the pack having a big fail, you know, on, on the night. Uh, three runs for 26 metres from Appy. I thought he needed to run more. No line break, no line break assist, which he's often, you know, attributed to because he's so creative out of there. Um, and like I said, you know, the, the 52 tackles with three missed is pretty much his only stat from the game, you know. And I just sort of think back to Appy from last year, you know, and, and what a difference he made to the Panthers uh, in their charge towards, the you know, the GF. Uh, and I just wrote my note, there was 0% spark. It was sparkless. You know, there was nothing. It was a... T- he, 
if, if Appy's going to be a tackle, tackle bot, it's not a success. You know, you need him running and creating out of that dummy half um, position. Uh, so there's my, you know, they they got the job done south and they're going to be into a prelim. Um, they're going to face, you know, Manly or Parramatta, you know, and uh, it's going to be a heck of a game, I think, against either of those teams. Um, yeah, interesting. All right, well, we'll go to the Parramatta versus the Knights game, the last game of the round, uh, and we'll give our three Susan once. All right, the last game. Uh, my three points for my Dally M's goes to Mitchell Moses. Um, he's much maligned, good old Mitch Moses, and he actually had a, a dead set, you know, marvellous game. I thought he had a fantastic game. I think he, you know, often, you know, goes missing in the big games, and he really stood up today, I, I think. Um, that's what I wrote in my notes. He stood up. Oh, I should give my overview of the game, shouldn't I? Uh I've got Maddo not selected. I Isaiah Papali'i on the bench. Uh, Arthur coaches his heels to a win. Or did he? <laughs> Knights didn't get enough from their halves. Um, that's what I wrote during the game. Look, he's not selected Ryan Madison, who's, I think, one of the best second rowers in the comp. I think Isaiah Papali's been one of their best players all year and was absolutely dynamic in the second row. You can't tell me that uh, Bryce Cartwright and... Makatoa and Sean Lane are better than Maddo. You know, like, and look, the Eels wanted to be premiership contenders and they really struggled with the Knights who have just been playing like an old busted, you know, um, today. And I really don't give the Eels a chance next week. You know, even if they were at full strength and playing awesome, I would have given them a rough chance and I just give them no chance, uh, you know, against... You know, a Penrith team, you know, sporting after a loss. Um, yeah, the, the changes, I think they would have played better if they had Maddo in there just quietly, you know, personally. Um, and I thought they would have had a better, a bigger win. I hope that they pick him next week. And I think it should be Maddo and Isaiah Papali in the second row and, and uh, Lane off the bench. You know, that's, it just baffles me why the Eels want to have a tilt at this premiership and play like that. Um but Moses had a fabulous game. One try, 15 runs for 149 metres. That try was awesome too, a solo effort. Uh, 15 runs is really good for Mitchell Moses. 149 metres, he was punchy. Um, and that's good signs from him. You know, a, a really good signs for the Eels if he's, he's doing that. They've got a really good platform as well. Um, look, Moses gets the three because of people like Isaiah Papali'i, who ran for nearly 200 metres off the bench. That's why I want him in the starting lineup. Uh, Paulo had a great game. RCG, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard had a great game as well. Um, and they got Moses the, the points here. Um, but he gets three and eight of those M's. Look, I've given two points to Gutho. Um, I was very tempted to give it to either um, Paulo or Isaiah Papali'i. But look, Gutho... Um, 24 runs in the fullback position. He's really safe, but he, he's run 24 runs for 192 metres. It's just good fullback um, play. He's, he's, he's had a really good game, Gutho. Two line break assists, two try assists. Uh, he's given away a penalty and had an error, but, you know, Gutho and Moses stood up. Um, I think that Gutho looked like he picked up an injury and soldiered on. Um, and look, you know, today I noticed, you know, I, I'm going to give one point we'll, we'll, we'll get to for... Ponga, but I just think that Gutho's positional play in defense is way better uh, in fullback than Ponga's, personally. Um, and look, he had a good game. 
you know, and, and you can't argue that. Um, they're going to need Moses and Gutho to be firing. And I, like I said, uh, Maddow and, and, and IPAP in the second row is, is going to be key if they want to give Penrith a, a shake, you know. Um, but we'll see what Brad Arthur does, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but Gutho had a good game, um, like I said. And, and I was deciding between him, IPAP, Paulo and RCG, who I thought laid a fantastic platform. Look, Paulo's in a bit of trouble, isn't he? Um, is he going to get suspended? I think he will. I think he's had been suspended before, so we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, that'll be a big loss because he had a really good game today. Um, my minus three um, is... Oh, sorry, I forgot for Moses. He had 15 um, tackles too with one one miss, which is pretty good for uh, Moses. And he had 18 kicks for 592 metres, which, you know, Mitchell Moses has a very good kicking game. Um, and made a big difference today. Um, my minus three goes to Pierce. Six. This is your seven. So Moses is your three points winner. And look, um, it's not like they got forward dominated. You know the the Knights, but Pierce in your seven, getting six runs for thirty two meters, no line breaks, no line break assist, no try assist, four missed tackles and an error. It was a shit game from Mitch. And you know, like um. You know, I could have put Clifford... I, I watch the Knights, and when I'm watching him, it's like in the back of my head I'm going, keep it away from Clifford, keep it away from Clifford. His kicks are shit. You know, like here, you see Moses kicks and puts it in goal, and uh, Clifford just kicks it, and it goes three metres out from goal. And, you know, Clifford just does passes to players who are just... A, you know, it's a pass to someone who's got a defender right on him, and they get tackled. You know, he's, I don't know why they bought Clifford, but... You know, Pierce is an experienced player. He's the player that you... He was a former captain. You want him to stand up in these big games and an elimination elimination game. And um, he was... You know, he wasn't there. You know, he kicked it dead at one point as well. Um, just a lot of negative play in there. Not a, There's nothing you'd give him a tick for, would you? Um, and I can see why there's real rumours of shipping Pierce away, you know, to another team. I know that... Um, look, the Knights play better when Pierce is in the team, but he just had a shocker today. Um, and it's when the Knights needed him. They're out of the comp. Um, Jacob Safidi, um, he gets my minus two. Um, look, J- uh, Dan was is the premier front rower almost in our game, but Jacob's had a really great year. Um, you know, Daniel was out for a period of time this year, and Jacob was really stood up and sort of, you know, um, some of the Knights fans that I know say, look, you know, in the earlier days, um, you know, uh, Jacob was the better of the two, you know, and had come into a little bit of rough times, obviously, but um, he's had a really good year. Um, but today it was basically, it's hard to find any stats in there. He had, he played over 40 minutes, but he had eight runs for, eight runs for 63 uh, minutes and he's got three missed tackles in there. You know, like... Um, him and his brother started in the front row, and and Dan, you know, he's up your one one hundred uh, plus, yeah, one hundred ninety meters, you know, from bigger runs. And I know he played twenty more minutes, but um, he was just sort of in his shell a little bit. And I think, you know, when you look at you know the figures that you got from the front rowers, um, IPAP, you know, RCG Paulo, um, you you would have liked to see him, you know, do a little more than that. He was just really really quiet. And I think when you're starting in the front row, you just need to be up for it and get in there for the crash and bash. Um, look, I've got one minus one going to Braley. Um, look, he's done his 56 tackles and he's missed three tackles. Um, 
he is a bit of a tackle bot when you come to um, dummy halves. But look, he's the captain of the team. Uh, one run for three meters. That uh, doesn't really excite me. Um, and those are the only figures, you know, on his, uh, <laughs> you know, like the, 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 obviously the, the Eels lost, um, Reed Marnie. So they've just got Ray Stone in there. He's a tackler. You know, there's no difference between Ray Stone and, and, uh, Braley. They just make a shit ton of tackles and they make their tackles mostly stick, you know, and, um, a lot of people are giving a lot of plaudits to, uh, Jaden Braley, like he's a great dummy half. I think he's got a good pass on him and he's a solid defender, but I'd like to see something more to his game. I'd like to see him develop, you know, a, some run, you know, run a bit more or, you know, he's going to get a little bit more attacking him or something. He's just very, very no frills. Um, and what did I expect from him today? Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, maybe some more runs. I wanted maybe five dummy half runs and, um, you know, maybe a try assist close to the line or something. <laughs> like, I just think, you know, he's the captain of the Newcastle Knights these days. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think outside of Daniel Safidi up front, they probably, you know, they didn't get what they needed. Um, yeah, like I said, um, that's it. That's it for the games. Um, how do I see the finals going in week two? Um, I reckon that Melbourne and Manly, oh, sorry, um, I think that, um, Manly and Panthers are going to win. I think Manly will get over the top of the Chooks. Um, I know the Chooks got the win this week. Um, they may be without Takiaho, they will probably be without Verrills. Um, and look, I just think that the, uh, Manly team has more strike in them. I think they've got more strike the, the thing that Manly sort of fell down on uh, last week was uh, their forward pack got dominated. So I think they really need to stand up this week. I think um, they need to start with Paseca and, and, and Tapao up front. Uh, and I think they need Tapao, Paseca and Gerbo to be up for it, you know, and really go out there um, to fight hard against uh, the Chooks. Uh, who have a pretty good forward pack, you know. Uh, so I think that they need to be in the forward battle, and I think that Manly has, um, you know, with DCE, um, you know, out there and Saab and Garrick and Turbo, uh, I think that, you know, I think they've got a little bit more strike. I just think that they'll get over the top of them. Um, and, yeah, oh, the Panthers, I think, are going to put a score on, on the Eels. I wasn't... Um, you know, like the Eels were okay today, but without being great. And uh, some of those decisions of who to play, I cannot believe Madison not not going to make their best 17. Um, and look, you know, off the bench, probably their best forward today was Isaiah Papali. You know, it was working for them in the start of the year when they were a powerhouse, the Eels. And I don't know why they're doing it in an elimination final. Just weird to me. And I just think the Panthers will be stung. They'll be stung after this. Uh, and they're going to come out and just absolutely wallop them. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, could be wrong. You know, I was wrong about uh, Panrith this week against the um, Chooks, but I just—I mean, against the Rabbitohs, but I just rate the Rab- Rabbitohs more. Um, here are some of my other notes. Just to finish off the little potty here, um, I've just put down Melbourne. Here's my, my sign-off notes <laughs> to everybody. The way I watched the NRL finals this week, 
Melbourne will win easily. They'll win the premiership if the six again uh, isn't actually meant to stop the slowdown in the ruck because they were doing it over the top in that game against Manly. And I don't think it's actually what the game has been leading towards what we want. You know what I mean? We've, we wanted to cut out all that nonsense. And then it, it shouldn't be just that that's what we allow in origin or in finals. You know, that's not it. If, if it's, it's in the rules that holding down too long in the ruck is a six again call the six agains because if it's if it's ruck if it's ruck if it's ruck nonsense you know who who can win the ruck melbourne will win the ruck if you're going to just not penalize you know the shit in the ruck um uh yeah you can't beat experience in week one of the finals you know i think um you know i think play teams like manly and um and penrith will bounce back you know but Outside of sort of DC and Forens, a lot of experience in there for Manly, and they just got out uh, enthused, you know, and outdone by a really finals experienced team in Melbourne. Uh, and I really feel the same way about Penrith last night. Um, they've got some talent and swagger out there, but you know the the maturity of Cook and um, Cody Walker and Reynolds, um, you know, like hard heads out there, like um, you know Tom Burgess and. And Arrow and stuff, they really just out-experienced them. I think that um, hopefully those two losing teams you will, will learn from that experience and they're getting experience now, but um, I think that that's what got South over the line and, you know, well, the, there was a heck of a lot of good stuff that got Melbourne over the line. Um, yeah, look, elimination finals are made of moments, aren't they? You know, and uh, that wall for kickers, you know, I think it's in the rules that it should be penalised and it's not and... It's a bit wishy-washy what you get from, you know, that's a penalty try this week and, you know, was Radley any closer to the... He was, he was just as close to the try line and they say that what's-his-name is in the vicinity, you know, like, well, it was no no more than today's one, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, Herbert, you need that from first grade, graders. You need them to ice the moment and, you know, we'd be looking at a, <laughs> you know, a bit of a fairy tale team scrape into the eight and they made it to week two and... Um, he that's going to hurt the poor lad, and um, it's going to be a season that could have been. You know, they could have kicked on into the second week, uh, and who knows? Once you're in there, if you on your day, the Titans were fantastic last week, and I thought they were pretty good this week, and then up for the battle, um, and just a couple of things. You know, those moments went against them, um, and you know, uh, what are they going to do next year? I don't think they can go with Peachy at six. Um, maybe that Sexton comes in. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, you know, you know, I, I know that there's, Fafita's been a tricky old one to manage, obviously, for the coach and, you know, the bench. Um, you ask yourself the question, did it work or not work this year having Fafita start on the bench? It didn't work today, you know, and you're eliminated. So, or the other day, you're eliminated. Um, here's a little note I wrote for myself. Um, the Panthers pack will need to growl if it, if it wants to, uh, or is it too late for them to make a kill? Um, look, I think that they'll probably be too good. You know, you'd think for pa- uh, Parramatta, but they're going to really have their work cut out for them against, um, you know, Melbourne Storm the week after. I think, um, the pack, if it fires up and it goes out led by, um, James Fisher-Harris, um, and backed up in there by the big men, you know, TPJ off the bench, and hopefully Leota's back, um, 
you know, I think they can fire up and they really just need to go out and roll forward hard. They need to, they need to go out and, and smash the Eels next week. Smash them, you know, and and um, get yourself with some momentum into Melbourne Storm and you, you give yourself a slight chance. But, um, you know, we thought it was going to be Melbourne and Penrith final. <laughs> Interesting, but wait and see. Um, and my last note is, Will Penasini. I think he's better than Bradman Best. I think he's a real great up-and-comer. And if you play super coach, um, he's... Mate, you start him. You start him next year because he's going to improve, I think, and he's had a great game today. I think he was far better than um, Bradman Best. Um, and I think he's a real prospect for the future. He's a good player. Um, yeah, but there's finals week one. Uh, all said and done. Um, and, you know, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, my thoughts. Um, I was going to do my best, you know, bets for next week. Um, but I've already just gone over the hour mark. I don't know if I want to do it. Uh, look, you, probably safely you can go in, um, you know, go on multi. Mel, Manly wins, 13 plus. Tommy Turbo, Saab and Garrick to score a try. I think that's probably the best bet of next week because they'll be sporting uh, and probably even, you know, um, Panthers to win. Um, I'd say probably a Cleary and To'o try. Um, yeah, Cleary, To'o and kick our tries. Anytime try scorers. <laughs> so uh, a win and and 13 plus for Manly with Turbo, Saab, Garrick. Anytime try scorers and go in for Penrith to win with Cleary, uh, To'o and Kigel. Anytime try scorers. Thanks for listening, guys. And, you know, if you if you disagree with me or you don't like anyone said, just at me. Reply to my post. Tell me that I'm an idiot and I got it wrong. <laughs> or, you know, give us a say thanks. Cheers. <laughs> but thanks for listening, guys. And enjoy finals week two. Yeah. Wayne Bennett got the boys up. They've upset the Panthers. Can someone call a six again against the Melbourne Storm with all the ruck nonsense? Oh, the Titans. Patrick Herbert. Mate, you got to pass the ball. To two men open. Oh, <laughs> right close the line. Sorry. Oh, thanks for listening. Bye.